Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Folks, thanks for joining me once again for episode number nine. I am your host, Austin Black, and I cannot wait to walk you through the third installment of this four-part series on Money Mythbusters. We are going to dig into one that I don't have as much experience with, so I'm going to have Bob kind of take the lead on this conversation, and he can walk you through the the points of this, because we're going to talk about credit card points, why they don't matter, why they are not going to help you win, why you need to just completely ignore them, why they are a scam. So if you have been following that, if you try to play that game, um, we're going to hopefully give you some insight around why that's not going to work for you. And if you do use credit card for the cash back, Bob has some very strategic um, methods that if you're insistent on doing that, um, I encourage you to take his advice on how to, to do that with um, diligence, with uh, consciousness, with um, intentionality, because that can really get you in trouble. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into episode number three of our Money Month Never money mythbuster series bob here we are week three of our um, mythbuster or money mythbuster series uh, we've talked about credit scores we talked about tax refunds this week we're going to talk about credit card points and for folks out there i'm gonna put the caveat in here that bob is the the heart of money podcast resident expert on this because I don't have a credit card. I don't deal with credit card points. I don't deal with credit card cash back for very specific reasons. Therefore, I have an opinion upon why they're not good. But Bob does have a credit card, does not follow the point game, but he knows what's the ins and outs of that. So, Bob, I'm going to kind of let you um, debunk this myth, and then I'm going to press you with a couple questions just to get some more knowledge around um the good bag ugly and otherwise okay well let's let's first start off with points versus cash back um i am very much against points uh in the form of airline miles um i will tell you that i have some i have a couple of cards but i don't have a single card that carries a balance I have never paid a penny in interest because I was taught that you don't spend more than you make, that what you do spend, you better pay off, and that if you spend more than you make, that item that you purchased is no longer the dollar amount you paid for it, but the additional interest that you're paying on it. Um I hope that's an aha moment for some of our listeners. Uh, I had a friend that bought a um, an appliance and he bought it on credit. And I don't know how long he uh, put it on, but it was like a $1,200 appliance. And for every month, he didn't get 0%. So for every month that he carried that balance of $1,200 over, whatever it was depleting by for the payments he was making on it, the interest he was paying was increasing the cost of that appliance. And at the same time, 
the appliance was not worth what it was when he carried it out of the store. So that's a big thing about buying anything with credit is it is not worth what you paid for it as soon as it walks out the door. And if you're paying interest on it, you're paying even more for something that's worth less as you pay it off. Right. Let that sink in. Maybe, maybe that is, maybe that's our week three right there. And we come back and talk about points later. Um, (laughs) But if you talk about points and like I said, some of the cards I have, they convert points to cash. I find that a lot of um, credit card companies, I have to laugh at this. They, they want to meet your needs. So they, they use points, but then you can convert those points to a myriad of things. Like if you were going to Chuck E. Cheese and you know, your tickets are good for whatever you want, as long as they fall in a certain bucket. Um, so that's kind of a scheme that their denomination is points, but then depending on how you redeem them, they're worth different amounts. Um, I am completely against airline miles. And, uh, I heard something the other day that the 55%, is that right? 55% of airline miles are never redeemed. Um, they, they just don't get used. And then when people want to use their airline miles, blackouts. I mean, you hear there's one credit card company that says there are no blackouts. Um, but it's amazing for those other companies that, oh, you want to go to Chicago on this flight on this day. Oh, there are no seats. But you know what? You don't use your credit card and you don't use your miles. Oh, my goodness. You get back on and you notice there's plenty of seats available for that trip. You just have to pay for it. Um, so I am a huge opponent of uh, the airline miles side of it. Now. I get cash back three cards. I have three cards, um, all cash back, but what I'm spending money on are items that I have budgeted for. And I would be purchasing anyway, regardless of if I was using cash debit or credit card, the, how much cash back do you get on those cards? Oh, none. Um, 1% to 5%. I don't use the card for the cash back. I use the card because I'm spending the money anyway. And I'm getting a little bit back. So I'm getting a little bit of discount. If you are carrying a balance and you're getting cash back, you're not getting a discount. Right. That's going to be another one of my points. If you spend more then you pay on your credit card. It doesn't matter how much you pay if it's not the full balance with no interest. Whatever you get in rewards is not a reward. Right. So I, I want to make that sink in with people. If you carry a balance, rewards are not a discount. Um, so, so the, the, key is that you if you use the card you track your spending you make sure that you've got it tied to your budget and the way i do it on mine um when i get my statement is that i see how much i get and i count that as a little bit of income and of course if if you listen to dave ramsey he'll say that no millionaire ever got rich off (laughs) rewards he's absolutely right but 
getting a little bit of cash back isn't going to hurt you either. The trick is that you're going to you're going to pay your balance and you know how much you spent to the penny. Um yeah. My other side on that is uh, in certain cases, I've got one that gives me a little bit more cash back in certain months. Um, I try to allocate, and this this is going to be one of those that, yes, I purchase a little bit more, but it's something that I would use in other months anyway. So are you better off keeping that money in your account and paying for it two months down the road versus getting that little extra in percentage? Eh. Um, depends on how much you're spending. If you're spending thousands of dollars, it's probably a better idea to keep that money in your account and buy it when you need it versus stocking up a few months in advance. Um, the other thing is that additional percentage is capped at a certain dollar amount. And I will tell you Mm -hmm. that, um, and that's the other thing is I have a wholesale club that in a certain month you get 5% cash back. But I make sure, like in the case of tires, if I have a vehicle that needs tires, I'm going to wait until that month or that quarter, and I'm going to buy them at that time, and I'm going to max out that return or max out that reward cash back, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get that money to me then versus not getting that discount six months out of the year at the at another time. Um, so you have so to be it, smart with it. A question on you then, because just listening to kind of I'll call a strategy and that may not be the right word. That's the word I'm going to use for it right now. It, it seems like there's almost a, um, a management of the way the card is used that goes beyond mm-hmm a monthly budgeting standpoint. Would that be a correct assessment? Yes. Um, And and I'll tell you on the other side of that, that I have a checking account that gives me a good return on the money that I keep in the account. So, so for for folks who, um, okay, go ahead and finish. I'll ask you. I was going to say, so, so the more money I keep in my account, the more money I get back or the more money I get, um, in interest, like instead of having a savings account at 0.05, I have a checking account that earns a couple of percent by leaving it in the checking account. So by using a credit card and paying that off once a month, those funds are available and keep my uh, average daily balance higher um, than, or and I won't say average daily, but my daily balance is higher um, yeah. because I'm not pulling on a debit card throughout the month. So obviously you you do this very intentionally. You do this very logically, very responsibly. It's not just, well, I get points or I get um, cash back in this. I'm just going to go buy whatever I want to buy. There's very conscious purchases. There's management of when to use the card to get the most out of the the cash back. There's, um, you know, checking account management to make the most of the money while it's sitting there. I'll, I'll take all that and say, what if someone either one doesn't have the interest and time to manage it to that complexity, doesn't have an account that 
can occur that kind of interest. Maybe they have one of those, you know, 0.05 or 0.1% interest accounts or just likes having a car for cash back regardless of anything else. What, mm-hmm. what tips do you have? I'm obviously going to advise someone against a credit card completely just because of the mental um, reference and money management and everything else. But you obviously are very smart about it. So I don't, I'm not going to get on to you from that perspective, but if someone doesn't have all of those pieces and they still think that the cash bag is just the best thing since sliced bread and they do not want to cut their credit card and they want to use it for that reason alone, what is your financial coach recommendation of how to continue that if you refuse to give it up without getting yourself in, in a bind or hurting yourself or, you know, following into that credit card trap. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll go back to, to what I said earlier. You're not going to get all, get rich off rewards. If you are spending, if you are having to pay interest on a card, any dollar, any dollar amount that you get, from rewards is really being lost to the interest that you're paying. And I'm going to guess that you're probably paying a whole lot more in interest than you are uh, in what you're getting in rewards. Because, you know, if a card's at 18 to 23% interest versus a 1% cash back, the math's not there to do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> right. You know, it, if somebody, and, and I'm very disciplined in this, I, I have been this way for years. I track every purchase. I know how much it's going to, I know how much I'm going to spend. I know how much I have available to spend. If you don't have the discipline of a budget, um, you'll lose. Uh, it's just as simple as that. And the biggest thing with the credit card is that you have the potential to spend more. And, and there's that, that whole idea of tangible putting down dollars mm-hmm. or a hundred dollar bill and knowing you're not going to get a hundred dollars back mm-hmm. versus um, swiping a piece of plastic and swiping away. If you don't have the discipline to record what you spent, don't get a credit card um, because it'll eat you alive. But again, yeah. the way I was brought up is you manage your finances. We'll go back to the FICO score you know, you, you are intent on having the best score you can have and you can get a good score by not carrying any debt on that card. But if you're not going to have anything other than that card, you're not going to have the greatest score because of the mix and whatever else that goes into that. Well, and, and a point to that, that I think I, I kind of, of debate this with some folks when they say, well, I don't, I don't, you know, carry any balance on my card. The fact remains that if you do not pay that money until after you bought the item, it's still mm-hmm. a debt. It, it may not be paid interest on and it may not be owed on later, but it's called a credit card for a reason because you are using credit to buy that item. Credit is another form of, there's another word for debt. So you may not carry the debt, but you mm-hmm. are still using debt to buy that item. And, and that's an important distinction I want listeners to make to go along with your point of, yes, you don't have, you, you will, will continue to grow that score by using that card because it is a form of debt that you just, you don't ever pay interest on because you're paying it off 
before the interest accrued, but it is still debt. It is still credit. That all doesn't change. I just want to make that, mm-hmm. that point for listeners. Yep. Um, so I, I think it really comes down to discipline and realizing mm-hmm. that the you have to pay it off. Rewards are not going to make you rich. And don't ever use a credit card just because you get cash back. Um, that That's just a benefit of it. But I also have the compound of having an account that a checking account that allows me to earn interest on the money that's sitting in there. So um, to me, that's how I manage my finances. If I didn't have that type of checking account, I, I wouldn't. And, and I didn't have rewards there would be no reason for me to carry a credit card. That's a good point. I <clears throat> I appreciate you bringing that up because I think a lot of people do get so wrapped up in the, well, I get cash back and I get rewards and I get points and all these perks. And we all, we go back to this every time whenever we talk about the myths, it's the way it's marketed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to an episode that Dave Ramsey came out with George Kamel. Um, that talked about how credit cards market, it will blow your mind how much <laughs> the reason control they have. Big they buildings. have. Oh my gosh. It, it, it will absolutely make you go, wow. They've got this down to a science, to a perfection, to the point where they know exactly how many people will carry a balance on their card and how much money oh, yeah. they're going to make on them by offering these rewards. They, they yep. have it mastered. So don't, so yeah, don't think that <clears throat> you're going to beat that system that you're going to, you're going to override it, whatever it is. Um, if, if you go down this path, then the only way to do it is, is what Bob just suggested. And, and I appreciate you saying that if you didn't have this method and this system that you would not do it because that speaks to me that it's not the fact that you get cash back on your credit card. It's the fact that you can manage your money with or without the credit card usage to be smart with your money, to be smart with your finances. So big point, don't just use the card for the cash back. If you're going to do it, just, just be conscious, be smart about it. I'm not going to agree with you on why you do it, but I'm not going to get mad at you if you do it with the responsible logical approach like Bob has shared tonight. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I would say to that end is, um, like I said, if, if you don't get the rewards, they have the rewards pegged knowing that people intentionally say, well, if I spend more, I get more back. You, you don't, you get some more back, but it's capped. The other thing with that is, yeah. um, you know, I've had a couple of different areas um, where I've used the rewards or I've received the rewards and they go, oh, well, we're not going to offer that as a reward anymore. Um, so dare I say that could almost be a badge of honor that they've said, we're not making any money off of you, <laughs> so we're not going to offer this anymore. Um, I will let you know that I've even contacted or talked to the credit card companies on other issues. And when they come out with a newer, better, slicker, faster shinier card um i say is that something that i am eligible for nope 
no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know exactly why it's not because <laughs> I have not yeah. given them any money and what they are truly they doing. The only game. reason they, yeah. The only reason that they continue to let me have a card is they think that at some point I will slip up. And I will tell you that if you're not disciplined, yeah. you have, you run that risk. And that is all that the game is. It is all mental. <clears throat> it is all about what you think you're getting for what you have. And those dollars, I spend more, I get more. It's never going to come out. Um, and like I said, if you carry a balance, rewards are absolutely nothing. And you're actually still, lo- you're losing those rewards. You're not actually getting a discount on your purchases. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Well, man, we're going to wrap up this show tonight, but before we do, there's one thing that um, I think listeners will maybe get a, a, a laugh out of. And I don't know, I've shared this before with you. You know, we all will get those credit card applications in the mail and they are those nice shiny cards with the 0% interest, the, the, the balance transfer, the extended credit limit, whatever the little gimmick is. And I used to get those whenever I was younger. We, you know, they, they always want to send out to the young people, get your credit score built up, et cetera, et cetera. I started getting those applications and I wrote on the application, cash is king. I stuck it in the envelope and I mailed it off. <clears throat> after doing that about three times, this is no joke. After that about three times, I stopped getting applications. And that was probably, that was over five years ago. Mm-hmm. I have not received a credit card application to this day. <laughs> not a single one. Well, I, I, I've done. <laughs> so they know if you're not going to play the game, they are not going to spend any more money on you. And if That's you right. do play the game, they are going to beg, egg you and treat you and wine you and dine you and, and reel you in for all you are worth. Yeah. So that's, that's what I want to leave folks with. Well, and, and I want to point one more thing out that isn't credit cards, but is a link. Um, and it has to do with what you talk about in, in the digital world of friction. The mm-hmm. thing that concerns me as we move further into the future, um, it used to be that, you know, credit cards didn't exist until the 60s, 70s. Um, we are now in an environment where our phone is mm-hmm. our wallet. Um, we will soon be in an environment where our car is our wallet. Um, we will be to the point where you don't pay for your gas. Your car pays for your gas. Um, we're not there yet, but we're coming up on that. The thing that concerns me right now is if if our listeners and just people in general, if you do not keep track of your spending, if you do not have a budget, it's pretty easy to wipe your phone over a console. And it's pretty easy to get lost in what you spent when you identify that the thing you're using, i.e. your phone, is your form of payment. Yeah. That it's not cash. You know, that's the whole thing about cash. There's no emotional tie to the purchase. That's absolutely right. Um, So I'm going to say a word of caution that has nothing to do with credit cards, nothing to do with rewards, but the whole idea of how easy it is to use I mean, it's the idea behind credit cards is you use a credit card instead of a debit card from the idea that it's easy to swipe. Um, Yep. And it's something you pay for later. The concern I have for people using their phones, their wrists, um, you know, Fitbit or watch or whatever, that 
they're going to lose track of that. And that's a quick way uh, to go in debt and pay a lot of money to an institution, whether it be interest or fees, um, because you're not keeping track of what you're spending. And it's just so easy um, to swipe or scan or tap. Um, so that was my soapbox. And I think that's probably something that we're going to dig into on a future episode because, uh, you know, with my marketing background, I understand just the psychology and the emotional involvement in making purchases and have heard and seen some of the things that these companies come out with, um, like from Apple and different places to where they, they know exactly how to make you spend more money without even knowing it. So we, we will definitely have, have a future show on that to kind of cover all those different things. Um, cause convenience is great. Convenience always comes with a cost and sometimes convenience can cost you your everything, I think. So, yep. And that's where we are today is in the myths that we've covered, what you are paying for as your cost is the ease of use. Right. Definitely. Well, next week we are going to cover my favorite myth. And that is that you can't become a millionaire in America today. It's just not possible. We're going to bust that out the wall next week. I cannot wait for that conversation. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> right, Bob, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, have a good one. Well, there you have it, folks. Hopefully you're not just completely infuriated by the fact that uh, credit cards are not your friend unless you just do what Bob does and make him give you a discount. Um, and that, that's one of the cool things about this show is, is we have, you know, myself and Bob, um, I don't have a credit card. I haven't had a credit card for probably, well, more than six years now. Bob has three credit cards, but he has, he has a very um, conscientious approach and intentionality um, and smart management around using those. Um, I still don't agree with the, with the idea of using credit cards, but the way that Bob does it, I can't argue with that. So I'm glad to have him on to share that approach. Cause I know some of you probably out there are just are absolutely not willing to give up your credit card. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm going to disagree with you, but we can still be friends. So by having Bob on here, we get to talk about that and kind of walk through if you insist on having those cards, how you can actually use them without ruining your your um, your financial status. Um, and if you want to go along with me and not use them at all, and then you don't have to worry about any of that. But anyway, that's what we have this week. Um, I'm really excited. I say this every episode, but I truly am to have next week the last installment of this series because we talk about a lie a myth that um a lot of people believe this lie and this myth i believed it for a while and we are going to um dispel it debunk it throw it in the trash can forever and if you don't hear any other um parts of this money myth buster series i want you to tune in to next week's show because we are going to we're going to shed light on a, on a myth that could change your life. So join us again next week. Please, please, please leave a review for us. If you like this show, if you enjoy what you're hearing, leave a review for us. Give us some feedback on what you like about the show, what you want us to see to see us do differently. Uh, we really appreciate that feedback. Helps us keep this relevant to you. So thank you for listening to The Heart of Money. Thank you for being part of our, of our listening, listening audience. Leave that review. And check us out again next week as we wrap up the Money Mythbuster series.